Hey, Biff, what's the difference between your job and a dead prostitute? You know, I might have an answer for that, but okay, yeah, you tell, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You, if you got an no, answer, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead, tell me what's the difference between my job and a dead prostitute. Your job still sucks. Thank okay, you. all right, all right, Biff. What do you call two men fighting over a hooker? A tug of whore, a tug of whore. Hello, everybody. It's Jacques. Uh, this is Biff. And uh, and and I don't see so good. Is that that is? Well, you, we have a very what? special guest. And when I say special guest, I mean it, 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 my heart is a flutter. I don't think I have any right to be as happy as I am at this moment. So so, special guest, why don't you introduce yourself? I haven't heard so many dead hooker jokes in all my life. <laughs> Hi, this is Joe. Uh, welcome back, back from Joe. the dead. You know, uh, we just. No, I'm just actually, you know, really sad that the I actually I'm going to be the first person to return something to the rickety stool and rope <laughs> store. As you know, there's a reason why they don't give you receipts. Do you, anyway. do you uh, we just finished recording next week's sideshow. Uh, Biff and I have taken a break from dissecting our favorite musical artists and musicians and singers and all that stuff. And sadly, but very happily, we just did a tribute to Norm Macdonald that Joe graced us with his presence and his outstanding norm. You know what? I, I, I'm just jumping way ahead. I think I'm just going to pull a clip from next week's show. It's this week's self-indulgent theater. If you don't have one, you know, queued up, or if you can't think of one over like next 20 that's minutes. That, that's groundbreaking. A future self-indulgent theater. Usually yeah. you play the best of the best or, you know, from the, from the past. This yep. time, you know, you're getting in a DeLorean yep, and you're yep. going... 88 miles an hour. You're not going to go back and stop 9-11. You're going to go no, forward. No, I'm going to go forward and get a joke from next week's sideshow. Uh, but uh, I, I asked if Joe would stick around. And, you know, much to my surprise and delight and, and, and Biff's, you know, absolute giddiness, uh, he, is, he is here to stay uh, for this. Anyways, so welcome, Joe. Um, as you know, Nothing's changed. <laughs> you know, it's still... I, I haven't been keeping up with uh, the podcast. How, how's your podcast or... going? Yeah, you still podcast? got that podcast. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna. I I didn't have this. Biff just add something to run down. I'm adding something to run down. Um, I forgot to put on the rundown that Halloween started for me this week, and I point that out because. Last weekend, I was going to surprise management when she was out of the house and put up a couple of the inflatables that we have for the front yard. And I wanted to pick up a couple more in our friend Renetsky's. Isn't that town. what you got? What got you banned from the uh, the school board last time? The, you know what? I, I mean, and in 2021, people still want to judge. And I'll say it. Love is love, Biff. Love is love. And if it's love between two men, two women, or me and an inflatable, you know. Uh, but seriously, a friend of the podcast, Renetsky's in town, and I knew she would want to go shopping to, you know, get some of these inflatables. But I'm like, nah. It's See, that's how, now it sounds even worse. Now it you does sound worse. Shopping. Put yeah. the shovel down, Jock. Put the shovel down. But, uh, but I did, like, last weekend, 
I'm like, yeah, you know what? I annoy the neighbors as much as I already do with the year round Christmas tree out there and stuff. So I said, no, I'll wait. And then taking the kids to school on Monday, like there's two yards about like a half mile away that obviously spent every waking moment, you know, putting Halloween stuff on. And I'm like, damn it. Um, I will say, you know, I'm very proud that last year, I found a Christmas shirt or a Halloween shirt. It's a skeleton's face, you know, wearing a Christmas hat. And so I put that T-shirt on our skeleton and I also busted out the Christmas box and put a um, and put a hat on him. Anyways, I'm stupid. But I will say, I don't think I'm too early putting up the Halloween stuff. I will say, I will say we went into Costco. And there was more Christmas stuff out than Halloween stuff. I shit you not. And I'm like, dudes, you know, guys, I'm seeing Martin Luther King stuff out now. And I'm like, it's too <laughs> early. It is too early. Uh, so I, I'm also going to share some other happy news that I don't think I think I told Biff about off air and I haven't told Joe about it all. But last year my wife was nannying for somebody who is a trust fund baby and who hasn't worked and signed up and got PUA money. And she came home one day and said, "Uh, have you signed up for this? I'm like, no. She goes, you had the military tour canceled. You have that job with Alex that, you know, for overtime sports, it went away. And you and Ron, you know, started the company last year that you put a lot of money into it and you got an LLC and all this stuff. COVID killed all that. Why aren't you filing for this stuff? And I, I, I didn't think about it. So I did. I called. I'm like, hey, I don't know if I qualify, but here's all the, you know, I have these six military tours. And I had all this. I had the the deal memo. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, this you definitely have to. And the, the person walked me through it and they were great. They were great. It was held up for four months because I have a 52 year old Social Security card that was dog aired. Like my driver's license, my passport, my birth certificate, like all this paperwork from the filings and all, but it got held up. And because of the pandemic, social security office wasn't open. It took four months to get a new social security card. Then I get all the money. Great. I get a letter like six, eight weeks ago, basically from a Joey bag of donuts, shaking me down from this, from the PUA people saying, uh, we fucked up. You shouldn't have got this money. You have four hours to put it in a duffel bag <laughs> and leave it under the sinking bridge or, you know, we're going to come. And I'd say, you know, you know, kill one of our rescue animals, which at this point, take your pick, take two, you know, <laughs> but but I did. And it's like I didn't panic, but I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of money that they're asking back a year later saying, you know, you fucked up. You know, we fucked up, gave you this money, but now we decided a year later that we shouldn't have given it all back. And I will say, um, I didn't panic. I, I Googled it, found a couple law firms that are like, oh, hey, yeah, if you're dealing with this, give us a call. I also called my local state rep, um, who was great. I, I absolutely got back to me the same day. His office got back to me the same day. Elizabeth Warren's office got back to me about two or three days later. And it was a whole a quote unquote appeal process. But while I was waiting for the appeal, like a couple more letters came in. And it's funny because when I talked to the lawyer, they're like, yeah, you haven't even filled out and they don't really tell you. It's like, oh, you don't owe them that money. There's waivers, there's this or that. But they basically word it like that. So, hey, let's see who's scared and send us money. 
uh, versus, hey, let's do the right thing here. So luckily I reached out and I I also I went on Twitter. I searched. I found a couple of people around the country. Other states are doing this and, you know, end up becoming pals and like, hey, this is how I'm doing it. This is what, you know, they were like, oh, I I did X, Y and C. And the yes, yes, there is a Santa Claus. I, I got the letter last week saying, oh, yeah, uh, Keep the money. you don't owe some money, you know, yeah, but, 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 but the, like the day before in the mail, I got a letter saying because, you know, they must have mailed it out a week before saying we're going to be nice and let you make four payments over the next, <laughs> you know, and, and you can give us your credit card or like here's all the payment options, ways you can pay us. And here's the time frame you can pay us. And, and so, but, and then like two days later, and then I did, I, I, I circled back, you know, I circled back to, um, you know, to, to the rep and I'm like, yeah, y- you know, your office never asked me my affiliation or if I voted for the dude, you know, the guy's name is golden. Um, same thing with Elizabeth Warren's office. It, it was, it was just nice that, uh, I actually reached out and, and, and got some help. So, uh, so wait, so wait, the government. Right. The government, the, yeah. The, the, the government fucked up, right? Yep. And yep. then they tried to make you pay back the money that they gave you. But then, who comes to the rescue? The government. The government comes to your rescue. The good part of the government. So, so the government is broken, but the system works. The power is within you the whole time. I mean, the big thing is don't panic. You know, you get a letter, so it's it's no more than. Uh, then you know where, where where all those letters come from nowadays? Those pyramid schemes, those uh, those uh, those like Nigerian uh, Nigerian prince, prince. <laughs> right, right. It's akin to that, and and, and yeah, the, I I first thought, well, this could suck, but there's no way I'm gonna pay this. There's no way I should have to pay this. But you did. You had the twinges where 95 percent of the time you're like, no, this is gonna work out. But you would have the voice saying, you know, it's like you're gonna lose everything, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. But it did. It it did yeah. work out. Um, well, good, good. Awesome. That's good. So it was it was nice. Uh, what else? What uh, what else worked out this week is, you know, as I said, our friend Renetsky is in from Los Angeles. Uh, it's been great. And what's really fun about it is, you know, we were going to go to New York and do Ellis Island, Statue of Liberty, a couple other things. And management was like. Yeah, we haven't done a bunch of shit in our own backyard. And, yeah. you know, maybe the next trip you guys can do it. But why don't we do the duck tour? You know, which if anybody doesn't know. The boat? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever done one of those, Biff, when you've been here? You know, I considered it and then I saw the price. And I said, yeah, screw that. It's not worth it. No, that. it's not that bad. No, it is worth it. It absolutely is worth it. It was a lot of fun. It is totally worth the price. It was about 40 bucks you know, person, it's a yeah. two hour tour and it's yeah. in an amphibious craft and you get a tour of Boston. Yeah. Have you done it, Joe? Are you yes. a bad Boston? Yeah. Okay. You have uh, done it because oh you're a good yeah. father and took your kids back when I was a good father. Then now, <laughs> now it's all gone away, but yeah, we did actually, we did it when we were, I think living in LA, we came back. Came ah. back. That was the last time. So it was like 2001. It was pre nine 11 or something. Wow. Like wow. Yeah. So uh, it's probably not much different, but, but it is cool. yeah, yeah. You know, so, so, but we also, you know, the, the um, Isabella Gardner Museum that I've raved about that show. This is a, what's funny because this is a robbery four part series on Netflix about the biggest art heist in the history of the world. Uh, the day after, 
you know, St. Patrick's Day, 1990, the artwork still hasn't been recovered. The museum is amazing. I, I won't go into it again. I've bored everybody before, but the architecture of the museum is incredible. It's amazing. But the five paintings, the frames still hang where the these, these works of arts were cut out of the frames. Like, like they didn't steal the whole thing. They cut the frames out so they could roll them up. And so we finally saw that this week. And then after that, you know, we, we did an escape room. That was this whole, they have like 25 like different, you know, rooms inside this like complex and it was fun. And then the next day or two days after we finally get to the museum, the official quote unquote official last person of interest alive from that museum heist died mm. and you know the same week that we got there coincidence <laughs> but i uh well it's but, funny how they turned the heist into a like a tourist attraction you know like they kind of reinvigorated the interest in the uh -huh. isabella gardner museum it, it's it's this world-renowned museum and the funny thing is about two weeks ago after about a week ago there was something on the radio um, in my day, we would listen. To the, <laughs> and anyways, there's it, it, it. The series is called like Titan. There's an artist from 500 years ago who was known for, you know, this series of works. And the art was bought by museums around the world at the time. And these are huge works of art. The, honestly, they're about six by four. If that gives you a good frame of reference, yeah, Biff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe, that's the size of a hockey net, six by four. Thank you for playing along. And anyways, the, the Gardner Museum, after like 10 years of negotiating, let their picture, as did these other museums, and the five pictures have traveled around the world for the last two years. The last stop of this world tour is at the Gardner Museum, and it's the first time those paintings have hung on the same walls in 500 years. And so it's like, holy shit, how do I not? I mean, it's like twice as old as our country was. You know what I mean? Right. I, you know, I, I think the Vikings were having the first Thanksgiving with the Native Americans when those paintings were first. And so I'm looking at the paintings, you know, being the art aficionado that I am. And I'm, re I'm reading the plaque next to it. And then I asked the guard, and I will definitely post this. I'm like, um, I don't want to sound like a troglodyte, but is this picture the catalyst for Clash of the Titans? And the, <laughs> and the guy had the reaction Biff did, and he goes, it actually is. It, it's, it's, it's truly the story of the Clash of the Titans. You know, it's like the monster wasn't called the Kraken, but it was the same figures and the same Medusa and all of that stuff. And I'm like, looking at the picture, I'm like, huh. Then I read the little plaque and I'm like thinking, okay, okay, hold on. <laughs> I might know something here. Because... <laughs> but but uh, it... before you get canceled, I want to say that the term is troglodyte. Oh, oh not okay. what you said. Okay, okay. <laughs> You know, you know, it's, I don't, I don't want to know what I said. Then, you, know? um, you can hear it back when you listen. I mean, I mean, that whole story is basically uh, based on Greek mythology, right? I mean, right, they're actual, right, I'm so, right. so, I mean, I mean, that's stuff that's been depicted for, for years. So, you know, it's like the movie, the 300, I was a friend, I'm friends with one of the producers on it. And I'm like, oh my God, the dialogue, some of the dialogue is my favorite dialogue in movies. He's like, 
Yeah, that's actually from the text. You know, yeah. I mean, that's from <laughs> yeah. the historical yeah. thing. They're yeah. great lines. I'm not saying they're not great lines, but it wasn't like, you know, you know, you know, us, us in the back room. It's like, how just can read we it the way Charlie wrote it. Could, could stand like, people box. watching Ben Hur and it's like, oh, my God. Right. Uh, so the other that's, thing we did was drama <laughs> with Renetsky. Um, uh, we went to the drive in, loved the drive in, saw the 10 rings. It's fucking fantastic. Like, Nothing will the the phase one of Marvel, the 21 movies culminating with Infinity War. I don't think that will ever happen again, but their phase two is off to a pretty fucking strong start with, with the MCU, you know, shows on Disney Plus and this movie, The Ten Rings. It is fucking fantastic. It is it's it's, you know, I'm a DC guy. I like the darkness, but God damn it. Marvel really does the. Big budget fight scenes with monsters and and comedy better than anybody. It, it's hysterical. The movie's hysterical. And Jacques, I know I don't want to quiz you on these things, but I'm no, sure you know. Don't do you, it. I, don't do it. Why? As, Why, you, were, as you know, yeah, um, you are such an aficionado of <laughs> the the uh, the MCU, and, and and not only the characters but the actors who play them. Dude, so it's his first movie. Okay, you you know the guy who plays Wong. Uh, for for from um, from Infinity War and from Doctor Strange, I know that actor's name. Okay, Wong. Great. His last right. name is Wong. I know that. Right. Shin Shi. No, I don't know the actor's who, name from Shin Shi. Uh, or uh, Shang Chi. Who plays Shang Chi? Shang Chi. I, Simu I Lu. Is that right? Something like that. that. Simu Lu. Is that is that a uh, thing? You are correct. Yeah. See? Yeah. And All you know right. what? I wouldn't have known it either. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's only because he's actually a pretty good Twitter follow. And that's why I have him on as a oh. follow. And that's the only reason why I know. Because I haven't even seen the movie. The girl, the girl in it who's been in a ton of things. She's one of my wife's favorite actresses. She is so far. She was now, like she's a, an American actor, and she is her name is no, no, no. She's not an American. Well, she might oh, be American, but she she's Canadian? No, no, she's Asian. You know, she's no, she, I, I know, but uh, but she's American. Oh, okay, and she um she what was are crazy you? risk. Asians. No, really, what are you? Well, I mean, I know Aquafina was in it. Is it her or Aquafina? Yeah, that's yeah. her. And she's, she's fucking she, hysterical. Like everything oh, she, is, she really says, yeah. is absolutely hysterical. Um, but I also saw Free Guy for the second time. The boys and I saw it a few weeks ago in the theater, and it was great, Joe. It was one of those things. Like they had a day off from school because like first week of school. Yeah, let's give them that Friday off. What the fuck? And it's like nobody was in the theater. It was just the three of us. Uh, we can make it if we try. And um, but that was fantastic. I don't know if you've seen it, but God damn it. it. You and it's you, you and your boys got to go because you're video guys. And it's hysterical. It's absolutely it's Ryan Reynolds as a non-playable character in a video <laughs> game that becomes self-aware. And there's a couple things where, again, just like I was saying in the future podcast where I, I management usually sees stuff before me and she loves watching me for my reactions. There's a couple things in there that I was just absolutely wanted to fast forward to get to to see her reactions. Uh, the boys lost their shit because all the YouTubers are actual YouTubers that they know. <laughs> you know, and yeah. that they follow so it was like that that inside so like almost fourth wall but not fourth wall yeah highly highly 
highly recommend both of them. Uh, but yeah, I, I know going to movies is still a scary thing. I get that, but you know, if if, if you were to if you were to brave a, a drive-in if it's still playing, I highly recommend both those movies. You know. Anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, 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 you know, if there were a drive-in within, you know. 500 miles of us i would definitely it's, go it's an hour it's the same distance to mendon for you that it is for me where we yeah, saw back well you know i insist i insist upon myself um <laughs> when, when afterlife comes out we will go there because you know they're going to have the ghost you know you know you, you know they'll have the ghost mobile there you know they will oh if they have the ghostbusters ecto-1 there yeah because because yeah. we saw it when like last summer no it's not last summer the summer before joe and i went um was it was it part one and two Back to the Future? No, it was uh, Back to the Future and, and Goonies. Goonies and Jaws. Wasn't that a triple feature or is that two trips? That no, I'm we went two trips. It was two trips. Oh, OK. But it was and, Goonies and Back to the Future. And, and, they, and they had a De- or they had an awesome DeLorean there. Sometimes they just roll out a DeLorean. But this one had like, you know, the bells Props. and the whistles. Right. Um, <laughs> and mannequins so, dressed up as Doc Brown. That you could stand <laughs> next to that didn't look creepy at all. No. Um, so, so Biff, being the resident Canadian on the podcast, what do you okay. think of Trudeau's win this week? So, you know, I want to start off by saying, do you know how you tr- spell Trudeau's name? I look, I don't, at, I look at the rundown. Trow duo. What the hell is Trow duo wins? Is that some kind of a... Weren't they like, like a, a progressive band in the 80s or something? Yeah, they, they opened up for uh, Fish. Midnight Run. <laughs> it, it said wins. So I thought, is this some kind of a new Boston oh. sports team or something? Sorry. Like Justin Trudeau. Trudeau. Sorry. I'm thinking Trudeau of Spando ba- Ballet. Sorry. That was... Uh, I, yeah, no, they, they, I get those confused all the time. All the time. No, but but the dreamy president from the Great White North is his official title. I sure, believe. sure, sure. Yeah, you know what? I don't know all of the details, and but there is, uh, I think there's definitely that elements that I've uh, I've seen uh, in various um, uh, sources where uh, I think there's a lot of frustration over him over the you know just the COVID fatigue factor, and then there's that whole. You know, similar elements that are kind of that anti, you know, whatever the vaccination mask, all that stuff is is also prevalent in Canada. And obviously those people are, you know, in many ways, I think that Trudeau wins is similar to the the Newsome not recalled, I think. And because I think Trudeau also had his uh, his stint of, you know, you know, you know, do do as I say, not as I do kind of a thing. So I think in many ways they're very you know whatever so and yeah. both of and uh both a waste of money right the, yeah, we're the, huge the waste. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we'll get into that in a little yeah. bit but huge. but i think did trudeau call for the snap election what a, what is a snap election i, I thought it, it comes from like when you have these you know these I, I something that is akin to a vote of no no confidence kind of a thing that happens that like if you get enough of this kind of thing that you know um you know you, you know you can kind of have that election right I think that's kind of the idea right mm-hmm. so I don't remember how you know it's been so long since I had to uh, look at Canadian civics uh, you know stuff I don't remember squat from it but yeah they have these other parliamentary you know uh, rules where I think that. The, you know, you could, you know, and like similar to a recall, right? If you, you know, there's clearly opposition to him. And if you get enough together, this some whatever stuff together, then, you know, like an election can like this can happen. And, you know, Canada's like the same population as uh, uh, California, right? It's really exactly the same. 
I mean, it, it, all it is is a, it's a it's a power grab. You yeah. know, there there's like loopholes written into yeah, the right. election laws where yeah. you know um, it's one party wants to grab snatch power away from the ruling party, they can do yeah. so. Now, um, so moving on to something else. So my my boys have taken a little bit they don't love it they don't love anything except here's a video game and a bag of doritos go to town um but they've been doing this muay thai kickboxing for a couple months now and i want them to start actually sparring so they had some gear at the place but i want them to have their own gear so we can you know work out the house and i asked the guy like hey do you know a good martial arts slash boxing place that i can go because you can go into dicks they'll have like a pair of like gloves right. and stuff like that but I, I want the real stuff and i got some stuff we we bought a you know 130 pound muay thai bag like last fall that we all work out on and it's great and it's got some gloves got some of the stuff but when you get it from, you know, Amazon, you know, I don't know what I'm really right. getting. So the guy tells me, oh, yeah, there's this one place. It's a couple towns over. It's called uh, um, what is it? It's the Orient Gateway. Oriental Gateway is the name of the place. And so I tell my wife I'm going to this place, Oriental Gateway, to get some martial arts thing. And she took offense to that. And we had a little bit of a conversation. She says, you can't use that term anymore. That company should change their name. I said, she goes, the only time that's acceptable is with like rugs and vases. Uh, yes. She might've said vases. And, and I wasn't looking for an argument. Um, yeah. as I wish anybody I could see the look on her face. <laughs> that's it. As anybody knows, I go to great lengths to not get into discussions with her about things. But I said, well, why? I, I said, I'm not dis I'm not disagreeing. I'm not saying that it's an outdated name, but why do rugs get a pass and vases get a pass? And this she goes, oh, well, because. You know, at a time before the nations all formed different things, when it was one more of a, it was more of a regional thing or this or that, or or it wasn't, you know, the defined nations as we know them now and stuff like that. It's a blanket thing. And I said, well, the martial arts are the same way, like, you know, like, you know, and I and I pointed out that, you know, because everything we know about Okinawa now from the Karate Kid and from you talking over the last few podcasts, Biff, that Okinawa was its own kind of country and yeah it's kind of part of japan but it's kind of its own thing and at the same time you know okinawa martial arts developed from people going off to china and yeah. bringing it back there so it's like so it is it's it's the whole region you know it's like we're taking muay thai taiwanese you know what i mean it's all this stuff and yeah. and it, it fuses like kempo which is you know, which is one style and, it, you know, and Taekwondo, which is Korean and stuff like that. So I said, so how come it's this overall encompassing martial arts thing from the whole, you know, greater Asia continent? Why is Orient the wrong word? And I, I so if you could if you could drop some knowledge on me, so uh, I, I, I know I'm not going to circle back to them and tell yeah. these people you got to change the name for the company because um they sell martial arts stuff. <laughs> right, 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 right. And and I I think uh, I'd be outmatched. Yeah, I so I I you know like and I'm not gonna I'm not necessarily trying to disagree with Ellen, but I always thought that the use as a way to describe people was the problem, right? And and because I know that uh, there's like a 
a literal like this legit huge company called the Oriental Trading Company. So I think that a use, it seems like there is still use where it's not pertaining to people, right? You know, you, you know it, it is inappropriate for you to call me an Oriental, even though you call me a lot worse all the time. Um, <laughs> but, but never to your face. <laughs> well, no, to my face, but you know, but still, I think that's that that that's how I understood it. Like, you know, you're not supposed to call people Orientals. So that, uh, I haven't really looked too deeply into it, right? Aside from that, and obviously, I heard the I heard the you know the rugs thing, right? Um, I think that it's also for some reason. I also kind of heard uh, heard it. The only place non food where I actually heard that um, it's inappropriate to use is to call you know to to use the term oriental food is another one for some reason uh that there have been people who took offense to it and i actually don't know the real you know you know that what why that is but you know because I, I know you could still like th there's the sole reference to the orient right you know so and that's that's kind of i guess it's like an eight you know kind of the old way that they used to refer to that i don't know exactly what you know that part of the eastern asian area was just you know referred to as the orient right so you know I, now now joe uh dirty portuguese that's still cool right that's that's the blanket statement uh, that dirty portuguese thank oh you, okay portuguese. thank you See, uh no this, well i i would think that the store would probably want to take the route of the washington football team and just change their <laughs> name to like yeah. the massachusetts martial arts store all right nunchucks are us and I, dude, I had to get out of there because I did. I was, you know, a kid in a candy store because they were doing these like kicking drills and you have these kind of special vests on. And my little guy, they didn't have one small enough for him. So they had like a wedge of boxing glove between his back and the strap behind it. So he could kind of wear it. And we just got our 14 year old out of braces. And it's like, yeah, like I want him to start sparring. I don't want him to get concussed or anything like that, but light sparring or regular sparring because you don't get like when we're working out and I'm like, and you're hitting a punching bag that doesn't hit back. You don't get into the habit of blocking, you know, very well unless mm -hmm. you, but I got him a mask that you could, you know, block. I also got him like hybrid MMA gloves that, you know, are, are boxing gloves, but without the palms. So you can still grip and stuff. And, and then I did, I was like, Oh, the fighting sticks, those look cool. And we can, and I'm like, no, no, like, you know what I mean? Like, well, let, let, let's see if they use this stuff for a couple months before before you, you go down. No, but I did want to ask, because honestly, as much as I try not to be a Neanderthal yeah. and try to keep up with the every time they add a letter to the LGBTQ. IA plus. IA, right. I, I knew it was an I something plus. I was gonna, I was gonna get most of them. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I was, was going to get most of them, but, but, but I did. Um, I mean, so I will say one thing, right? I mean, it's, it's, I think it's so, you know, the store name is a store name and like, there's some aspects of it. It's, it's like the, uh, the salon that was called the ISIS salon because, you know, they were thinking about the Egyptian you know, it, use yeah. of the word. And then, and so suddenly they have the unfortunate, you know, uh, you know, coincidence that a terrorist group decided to, you know, use the same combination of letters, but, you know, it's easy enough for people not to use that word, right? So I think in right. everyday use, certainly I would say that, I mean, except for rugs where that's what they're called, yep, right? Yep. Uh, I think everything else, um, I think it's just as well not to use it. Like you don't have to use that word. So isn't there a big restaurant, the Orient Express? 
Or, that's that, or am train. I thinking a movie? That's an old movie. That's a, well, there's well, yeah, a, there's the, a, yeah, there's a Murder on the, the Orient Express. Oh, that's a Agatha Christie. On the Orient yeah. So, so, you know, a, a couple of things. It was going back 10 I years. Panda Express, sorry. <laughs> maybe 10, 10 years ago, uh, you know, Scotty Black and I are the last ones out of the locker room. Biff is out, you know, playing, you know, goal. And this older guy, and you'll know who I'm talking about, Biff, but the guy's like 75 to 80, but not yeah. like 75 to 80 like Paul was. Right, like right, He right. was 80 right, going yeah. on 100. Yeah. And, and an old goalie. And he looks out, and it's just, again, it's Scotty Black, whose wife is from Japan, and I in the room. And he looks out and goes, oh, who's out playing goal? And we're like, oh, that's Biff. He goes, oh, that's that Oriental fella, right? <laughs> and Scotty Black and I look at each other, and without saying a word, we're like, and we both turned to him like, yep, yeah, you know, yep. like, you know, the Oriental fella. It's like to, to have this conversation with him, I, I might as well have turned like 180 and started talking to the blue bricks on the wall behind the stall. And as soon as as soon as he left, just the absurd laughter. And the other thing about ice is when we moved to Qatar in 2014, I got the luxury of flying back and forth with the kids and the pets. Uh, management had a cat at that point for 12 years that all the paperwork it's named ISIS. So here I am getting on a plane, flying to Dubai to get a connecting flight to Qatar with all the paperwork. And every time when you, you know, cause it was a carry on, you had to carry the cats on. It's like, you would go through three different checkpoints. And most of the time people would look at the paperwork and look at me and I'd be like, it's an old cat. It was, you know, it's Wonder Woman's sister's name from the TV show. It's an ancient goddess, you know, but like, yeah, the irony. I mean, of- in, in honesty, though, I mean, it's not a registered name or anything, right? You could have just given right. it, you could have just said it fluffy every time. And it yeah, no, 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 no. But all the paperwork has to have it because, I mean, there's, when you're I taking understand, cats. I understand. And, like My the rabies. That, shit, right, right. You could have just said fluffy, you know? No. Her name is fluffy. <laughs> oh, no, no. To, to get it's crazy, but yes, you're right. You know, like, hey, there's probably a bunch of very fine adults out there. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking that's a date at date. Okay, now that we're got that squared away, why don't you tell us about the crime written homeland of yours, Biff? Well, so you know, America. You know, yeah. Fuck well, yeah. 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 Uh, Canada no. by way. No. Uh, Hawaii by way of Toronto by way of. Tokyo. It's all over the place. Yeah. So uh, you know. A class, you know, obviously, in, in you know, Japan has a lot of these unmanned services where you basically you just walk in, and it's on the honor system. You grab whatever you're gonna get, and then and then you pay either by card or they have a little one of these you know little slotted boxes where you could, you where you could put the payments in. And this dude had the audacity to walk in to one of these stores, take roughly fifty dollars worth of food, and pretend like he's actually stuffing the box when he's not and then you know go off right and so the old tennessee not uh, uh top cat where he puts the money in the meter but it's no, on a string, string and he pulls right. it out. not not even that slick and so the the store owners put up you know these flyers with the uh, photos ca- screen grabs from the surveillance camera that they have and you know saying you know if if you see this guy you know you know, call the police, blah, blah, blah. So obviously after, you know, experiencing this, the next day, the, uh, the store owner is paying close attention to the surveillance camera from home. And it turns out this guy walks in, but first, the first night he was wearing this, as you said, 
is this it, it, it's such an awful jacket that joe called it a crime <laughs> to uh wear this yellow and red i don't know what the pattern was but the next day he comes in with a more reasonable red and black jacket but the owner immediately recognized him because he was wearing the same you know the track pants and these orange shoes and so the guy rushes to the store and confronts the guy uh they call the police and essentially they go through this whole thing and the police basically you know uh detain him um but yeah he was caught because he, he, he not only did he come into the same store he thought just changing the jacket would be enough you know all he had to do freaking change pants and wear slippers or slippers flip-flops or something and he would have been fine but no lazy lazy crimes you, know, you, you didn't you didn't show Joe the other clip, but the other clip that you put on the rundown yeah. was that somebody stealing snakes? Well, they're yeah, they're actually um, uh, types of I think lizards or geckos or something like that, and it's actually um, supposedly very like high price. I mean, we're talking about um, I think twenty thousand dollars, you know, worth of you know they're apparently very rare uh, uh, lizards, and then not um, it was actually at a pet store. And uh, the 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 store worker made a point of saying that, you know, um, we they don't even have the price tag on them because they're not on they're not for sale they're just for display it's just something that they have you know to you know basically raise interest in the store so obviously the person knew what he was doing right the the crazy stuff is so they they you know this makes the news and it's all out everywhere and if you looked at the surveillance camera. I mean, that dude looks like, you know, one of those, you know, what do you call those, 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 those Jawas or whatever they call in Star Wars. I mean, you know, you just, you know, you just see these, you know, bright lights on, you know, over a hooded face. It's like, yeah, whatever. You can't even tell what that person looks like. But after, after this thing aired on the TVs and stuff like that, the guy returned the lizards and said, hey, I just happen to have possession of these things. And I think these might be lizards of interest to you kind of thing. <laughs> I, i've used that line at so many bars that i am kind of a lizard of interest to you lizard of ah. interest. yeah uh, now are these the local what, stories oh sorry that's the thing ahead, these are these are freaking national stories this is on the national news that, this is how how freaking peaceful it is in japan i mean that stuff makes the national news they literally have to grab international incidents in order for them to really you know and we're not talking about the real internet. There's obviously international incidents of international interest. We're talking about those goofy, you know, uh, the 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 goat that essentially has the you know the pattern of a Pokemon on the side of their, you know, <laughs> you know those kinds of things make the America the Japanese national news. You know, it's yeah, it's a peaceful country. Yeah, I I was wondering if like the guy was planning on like flipping the lizards like what was he going to do with those like uh, were they like right. are the lizards like playstation fives where they're like, <laughs> they're like not everybody has them but they're like really expensive like you know um i mean yeah, yeah. i mean by the way have we learned nothing from like the coronavirus like the wet markets and you know why are we putting <laughs> lizards in storefronts like what are we doing like this is uh this is madness madness i say i tell you uh lizards speaking of madness uh, what is it? It is it is almost October. By the time this post, yeah, almost October. Uh, ten months later, it it looks like it's not I don't know if it's official official, but ten months later, it looks like Joe Biden won um Arizona. Arizona. I don't I don't know if you guys found that out, but but uh made the news that the uh that that oh but coat, wait, but 
But wait, they might need a recount in Texas. Which is great. He won Texas. <laughs> like, why are you recounting a state that he won? But the whole hysterical thing, because, you know, Joe mentioned it a little bit ago. And California, $260 million. Now, California is doing fine money-wise. They actually have such a surplus, they have to give some back. But I'm guessing $260 million could how some of these homeless people could pay some teachers, but no, like Newt Gingrich and like six people put together this scam recall and cost 260 mil taxpayers, $260 million. Oh, all the government waste. It's like, yeah, well, you fuckers are doing this. I don't know what Arizona's thing is, but the hysterical thing is almost every one of these. And this is going back last November, December, when they, Recounted in Georgia three times, when they recounted in Wisconsin three times, when they recounted in Pennsylvania twice, almost every single time, and it wasn't a lot, but it was 200 more votes for Biden, like like almost every one of these recounts. And there was one in Wisconsin where it was close enough, it triggered a recount automatically, and then after that recount, you can appeal to have a second recount done, which they did. But then if you want a third recount, you have to pay for, and it costs like $4 million. And one of his donors put up like 2.5 million that when it came back and Biden had like 400 more votes. And when they started demanded his money back, it's like, yeah, that doesn't work like that. You know, I paid all this money to go to the Red Sox game, but they lost. So I want my money back, but months for months, this ridiculousness <sighs> of that. And, and it's like, when does it stop? And apparently, um, Looking at my calendar here. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Well, I think I think there should be like a rule that if a state needs more than one recount, you have to have you have to bring in another state to do the counting. Because obviously your state can't count. Well, they I did mean, this, this 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 code. I want to say no, Code Ninja is a coding camp by us. We almost sent the kids to last summer. Um, what is cyber? Cyber ninjas, a company from Florida, like like a QAnon conspiracy, like l- literally looking for bamboo pole, but it's almost they hysterical. misspell cyber. That's how legitimate they That's are. It. I'm sure. But, you know, I mean, I, I, don't I guess know. the part that confuses me though, like there are these, you know, constitutionally mandated deadlines for when election results have to be kind of certified. And, and, and I understand the sentiment of thinking that, you know what, there's some, you know, like even though there's no proof of it, these people have this paranoia that there were election improprieties in all these places whatever the case may be that's why it's such a waste of money right because like we've constitutionally gone through all of the steps you know the election has been certified and all that stuff right so but the- is it a waste of money because maybe the the maybe the big picture for like the republicans who are let's call it let's call it what it is the republicans are trying to sow this sort of um, distrust, this mistrust right. in the voting sure. system. So this is just the long-term investment. You know, like they're like, well, it's taxpayers' money. We're we're good at wasting that. Let's right, make right. it so that we make people. You know, even if obviously the outcome is going to be, you know, in favor of the opposition, regardless. You know, the, the it's not going to the election results changing isn't the goal. The goal right, right, right. is to well, sow this sort of like. Wait a second. Yes. Maybe there is something screwy with the elections. I don't trust the system the, no the, more. The, right. The overall, the overall thing for the GOP yeah. is to do exactly what you're saying, Joe. On the other hand, because I'm on the mailing list, I get two or three emails a day from Donnie Three Scoops organization fundraising office. 
<laughs> I mean, they no, literally they fundraise yeah. every single day off of this in the January 6th thing, which last week they and it's funny because, like I said, with Renetsky here, we thought about, oh, we'll go to New York for a day and DC is just three or four hour drive. We'll go to them and then I'm and then I'm like, oh, wait, wait, no, they're having that big rally down in DC. We're not going down to DC. That big rally, there was more media people, you know, than than, than the uh in the January. Anyways, it's just the ridiculous. Protesters. Yeah, it was, it was not a, um, a high turnout. It was, yeah. you know, what's going to be a high turnout is they start the subpoenas for the people for the January 6th thing, like Steve Bannon got his subpoena and all those people. It's just theater and whatever. But it's like, dude, it's the fact that within hours of the Arizona results coming off, they already moved the goalpost and they got Abbott the piece of shit in Texas to say, yeah, we're going to do a recount, which again, they won the two Senate seats like Ted Cruz won re-election. Yeah. He carried the state. Why are you recounting? Like, like that's yeah. the most insane thing. But anyways. <laughs> and now for something completely different. You know, um, I don't know if you all are history buffs, right? But, uh, the worst country, in my opinion, in the world is Germany, because <laughs> Germany, right, in the earlier part of the 20th century, uh, they decided to go to war. And who do they choose as their enemy? The world. So <laughs> and you figure, oh, yeah, you know, uh, that'll, that'll take like five minutes. You know, the world will, you know, pretty much defeat Germany. Turns out it was close. <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, for the second time, Germany decides to choose as its foe the world <laughs> and then you know it's even closer and so you figure like after the second time the world would just go uh yeah germany uh you don't get to be a country no more on account of you keep starting wars with the world thanks mo i'd like to say thank you on behalf of the gubernatels i hope we pass the audition <laughs> what else is insane moving on to the funding of COVID. Uh, Biff, you had a very uh, troubling update in the COVID rundown this week. Yeah. So, uh, you know, something that came out in the hockey news, uh, uh, a goalie named Alex Stalock um, essentially is taking this year off because essentially um, he's developed a serious heart problem as uh, essentially the, basically he's, a, I guess, the, what, one of those, you know, um, uh, what do they call it? The long, whatever guys. Long, you know, oh, COVID long hauler. Long haulers, right? Basically, he has these uh, residual symptoms that have turned into these uh, heart, uh, into a heart condition. So basically, we're talking about someone. You know, he's a freaking elite athlete developing this that's requiring him to take a year off. But but is he a much older person? Because COVID doesn't affect young people. Uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, he's like what. 30 something right but oh, yeah to a 10 year old that's really yeah. old <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true yeah if you ask any 10 year old 30 is like freaking you know i mean 40 is a grandpa right but <laughs> no but i mean this is serious i mean these, these are people who are in great shape that you know are dealing with this so there's that and then so i don't know if it's a if this is related at all or just in general because uh you know nhl suffered greatly because more than any other sports nhl is dependent on gate receipts for their uh, revenue. So it's not like football where you could have, you know, those crappy teams with nobody in the stadium. Those guys still make money because of the TV contracts. NHL needs the people in the building. So they are not messing around when it comes to 
players who refuse to uh, get vaccinated, if you are not vaccinated and you contract COVID, while they will force you to sit out, and while you're while you're sitting out, you don't get paid. Right. Whereas, yeah. Whereas, if you are vaccinated and if you are a breakout case, they treat that as an injury. Now, now, what's going to happen this year with with traveling to Canada and back? Yeah, that's that, and that's the other thing where you know because of the Canadian laws in regards to you know uh, vaccination and everything else, essentially. Uh, so we talked about Tyler Bertuzzi of the uh, Detroit Red Wings uh, not getting his vaccination. He will not be traveling with the team when they, you know, play road games in Canada. And there's another player in New Jersey. They haven't named him yet, but obviously it's going to come up because, hey, New Jersey's going to have to travel to Canada to play some games. And, hey, why is this dude missing every time they go to Canada, right? Hey, I mean, Canada's not a big hockey country. so it's No, not, not at all. Don't no, worry about it. Thankfully. Uh, Thanks. And and uh, today in Boston, just as it, we're recording this today, the company that owns the TD Garden said you have to have masks at all events inside yep. the garden. So that's the Bruins, that's uh, yep. you know the Celtics, and you know the Bean Pot and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. vac- vaccinated or not, you still have to wear a mask at all yep. events inside Boston Garden. I'm I'm still not going. Like, you know, yeah. you know, I mean, I did, I did, you know, a couple of weeks ago, went to Patton Oswald and you had to show proof of vaccination and wear a mask in there. And it was fine. Cause luckily we, we were, it was, wasn't a lot of empty seats around us. You know, um, I love Patton Oswald, but it was, it, it wasn't a packed thing, but still, yeah, you could not get me to go to yeah. a, a Bruins game or a concert like yeah. that. You're not going to see comics come home if we uh, get tickets, <sighs> you know, like we did that last time. That was fun. We saw, you know, uh, the Cam that, Neely thing, right? It, yeah. yeah, Cam Neely. You saw Michael J. Fox. Michael Wasn't J. he a little Fox. shaky? Is oh, it, as you, oh, no, stupid. no, it was it. It Biff, kudos. Gosh, bless him. Keep fighting that good fight, man. But uh, no public speaking. It it hurt. It it honestly. Isn't that kind of the point? It, like kind of like say, hey, uh, this is what it looks like. Yeah, and yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. Uh, so, so, so that we got that. Are you so, are you saying that those people should be um, swept out of the the limelight and yes, hidden? Yes. Put, this, put in a leopard colony where you know, just belong. because you're uncomfortable with it, you know. I mean, come on, dude. It was Don't awful. Um. Okay. Video I will say games. though, you know what? Um. So before yep, the Delta yep. thing was a thing. I actually, you know, you know, a friend of mine and, you know, a couple of my friends and I got tickets to a concert that's going to happen next month. So, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. Mm. I'll be masking inside. Who, who's, but, the, who's the concert? It is a band called Avatar, Swedish kind of goth death metal. Big, big fan, Joe. You got all their uh, album. I probably Aye. wouldn't. I, I probably wouldn't uh, put my COVID. I don't want to. I wouldn't put COVID on the line. To go see Avatar, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's but, not, that sounds like that sounds like a double mask. Would kind of would would you put COVID on the line to go see Chris Pratt playing Mario <laughs> and a new movie? Oh, we saw that Nintendo Direct announcement live. That so for those of you who don't know, Nintendo Direct is a um, like a once like a quarterly YouTube stream that Nintendo puts out where they announce their upcoming products. And one of the products is this new Super Mario Brothers movie that Nintendo is working directly with uh, the studio Illumination, who brought you the Minions. Thank you. Um, and and don't forget uh, the other Minions movie and that other Minions movie. And I think there's a fourth. 
But well, anyway, so this, so this is three Despicable Me's. There's three Despicable Me's, and then there's the Minion movie. Okay, thank you. So, um, so they one of the things that they teased was not only the release date, which is December twenty first, twenty twenty two, which is like, oh, that's a year away. That's pretty awesome. You know, I kind of forgot that they were producing this movie. And, um, you know, so I wasn't really expecting a whole, I wasn't expecting that announcement and I wasn't expecting that date. But then Shigeru Miyamoto, who is the father of Mario, uh, was presenting this announcement. And he said, we also want to introduce uh, the cast, the voice cast of the Super Mario Brothers movie. And first person up, you know, who's playing Mario? Is it going to be Charles Martinet, who's the guy who's been doing the it's a me Mario voice for, you know, 30 years? No. It's everybody's favorite Italian-American. You guessed it. Chris, <laughs> Chris Pratt. Pratt. Uh, well, in, and, all, in all fairness, though, the, you know, in the live action version, it was Bob Hoskins, right? Wasn't it? It, it was. It was, you know. So, you know, I mean, it's not like they, you know, follow uh, that. They couldn't get Lou Albano. Right. He was. Uh, yeah. He, Danny he, DeVito. Uh, Come on. Right. Well, I thought Danny you know, DeVito was the obvious choice. I would have said Danny DeVito, too. But, you know, apparently he's like 70. So, well, but I thought, I mean, talking about when Bob, Hoskins oh, back did. then, yeah, I think yeah, actually, yeah. De, I think DeVito might have turned it down to if okay. I remember correctly, but yeah, so Chris Pratt is playing Mario, and um, you know, I like Chris Pratt, I, I wasn't as, I wasn't as upset about it as my son Connor was when, mm. <laughs> when we now, when we hear the announcement, because you know, we all knew that this was going to be a blockbuster movie with a blockbuster cast, but you know. It, to put Chris Pratt in that role, I guess, is, you know, puzzling, to say the least. Um, the following other people are like Anya Taylor-Joy from uh, The Queen's Gambit is going to yep. be Princess yep. Peach. Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia mm-hmm. is playing Luigi. Oh, well, you mean, you mean from Pacific Rim? Yes. <laughs> Not Atlantic Rim, Pacific Rim. And, and, and producer of the great show Mythic Quest on yes. Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, Oh, he oh he co-produces it with um, yeah. Rob McElhaney? Okay. Um, so there's him. And um, Seth Rogen is going to do the voice of Donkey Kong. Um, but I think universally accepted among all of the questionable cast announcements, Jack Black as uh, Bowser. Bowser. Yeah. Um, not Bowser from Shanana, for nope, those of you nope. old enough to remember that. Jim Bowman, you mean? <laughs> Jim Bowman, yeah. Bowser Bowman. Um yeah, he's playing Bowser, which I think is just rad. I think that's awesome. I don't see it. no notes on that casting nope, choice. Nope, that's perfect. Perfect. Um, Keegan Michael Key is playing Toad. If you know who Toad is, it's that little like yeah, he's got, he's mush- got kind of yeah, he's got kind of a voice like this kind of thing. Wait, isn't when, that the mushroom? Yeah, the mushroom people. The mushroom that was referenced by possibly an adult film star. Uh, oh, to look yes. like somebody's. Oh, yes. Yes, that right. Like, oh, that takes ask, me back to 2019. Just asking the questions. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, and um, and the rest, you know, uh, Fred Armisen is in it. And it's, you know, so, yeah, it's like your basic blockbuster animated movie. Um, but I think, you know, I think it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I think people are getting sweaty over Chris Pratt. I mean, yeah, Chris Pratt seems to be getting like all the the like the fun plum rolls, I guess, or people are like maybe getting Pratt fatigue. Is that a thing? <laughs> no, 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 not for me. I mean, uh, you know, he's a he's a he's a Bible thumper, but other than that, you know, I he thumps enjoy it pretty quietly. 
At least he does it quietly. Uh, like, there's been know. a couple of times, but yeah, but no, I mean, I, I, I do, you know, but the whole thing of like in this day and age, it's like, why is an American of Norwegian descent playing an Italian? You know what I mean? Why, there's no Italians out there who can maybe play Italian. You've well, they do have, Mario. I'm sorry, you, you were saying? You've heard my Mario. I don't know why I'm not in the running. It's <laughs> me, a Mario. It sounds just as good as anybody else's yeah, Mario, I think. They do have an Italian guy, um, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. He's a comedian, and he's playing Spike, which is a deep fucking cut, I think. Is there so, Luigi in it? Luigi, what? What's that? He's playing Luigi. Charlie Day. Okay, Charlie Day is Luigi. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, it's just um, it's just it, it, it it's fun. It's fun to to. I like how the internet. You know, they think now that they they can cast like Jeopardy. And, you know, they, they think the internet now thinks it can like rec- like. And by the way, remember when Sonic the Hedgehog's design yep. was yep. wrong? Yeah. And the internet won. And the internet said, won that round. Yeah. They're like, okay, fine. We're going to enslave our animators for a year or six months or nine months or whatever it took for them to reanimate Sonic. The entire movie. Them. Well, that was you know probably the right call, right? It was, I mean, a, it was, it was definitely the right call because Sonic yeah. turned out to be a good movie, uh, all things considered. And they're making a sequel. But uh, yeah, this is going to be an all animated movie. It's not like a hybrid kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, of course, the memes going around now are Chris Pratt in Jurassic World, like hushing a bunch of Yoshis instead of Velociraptors, you oh, know, when he's doing funny. that thing with his arms. That's um, pretty great. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, um, but yeah, I'll, I'm sure we'll see the movie when it comes out because it's a goddamn Mario movie. Although God I didn't see, didn't see the Mario movie when it came out in 1993 because uh, I knew that was a flame and hot turd uh, <laughs> uh, what, whatever happened to those directors uh oh, God. so biff it says biff's pop quiz what, it, what oh it's you... that time okay. yeah it's that All you right. know it's the return of the quiz oh i'm gonna good. share turn my screen up the quiz you, return of the quiz you oh, get yeah. to play it with joe this time okay so do you see the uh the 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 panel of four women on the, on the left side of the screen yes one of these women is a porn star Okay. I want you to guess which one. Oh, okay. So we'll, 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 we'll try this. We'll have I'll both just... of you make a first guess. So I'm going to uh, give me, uh, give yourself a couple seconds. I'm going to count to five. And when I say five, I want you to tell me A, B, C, or D. I want you both to blurt it out at the same time when you're ready. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. A. C. A. A, my God, Jock, you have chosen one of my absolute, oh, oh my stupid thing. Uh, you got to get the pre- You got you to get the YouTube premium, no ads. I do, I do. You got my, one of my favorite drummers oh. in a Japanese girl band. I'm so bummed that you would pick one of my favorite drummers. And, and Joe, you said C. Yeah, you should, oh, by the way, I just want to describe because it's you know, this is an audio podcast. So, yeah. a um, she's it's a she's a kind of a they're all kind of slender women, but yep. she's like kind of slight. She's yep. uh, leaning over. She's wearing like this sort of like um, uh, like a tablecloth, tablecloth yeah. table type yep. of uh, dress. Looks very wholesome. Yeah. Um, B uh, is a, a girl with uh, like uh, you know reddish brown hair um who's just sort of like in her she looks like she's in a hotel room laying on her bed um kind of just looking at the camera c is like a it's like a 
a, a, a beauty shot of a girl at a beach or some sort of outdoor thing where she's wearing like a white uh, white dress with like kind of like a see-through frill on the top yeah. and then d is a, a a woman with like long reddish red hair with like a bow in it and, and, and obviously she's got obviously big boobs like very big i was gonna say d but i thought he's making it too easy and making right it d. like she's really she's she got she has big boobs and she's looking straight on the camera and she looks she looks like she was most likely a porn star so i went with mm -hmm. c she's like she looks like this looks like her pre-wedding photo, you know, like, you know, this is like. Right. And, and, and to kind of give a hist history, I, I've kind of gone both ways with it, because like the last quiz, I, I had one girl that looked most obviously like a porn. Well, this and one of them, the one that looks kind of most obviously like a porn star kind of was the porn star. But then there was one where like, you know, I did exactly what Jacques said. The one that looked most obviously like a porn star was a guitarist in a girl, all girls metal band. So. This is this is why you know we should have Joe, Joe on the show a lot more because you know Joe yes. nailed the uh, porn oh. star on the oh. first. I wait, uh, Tom. That sentence right has there. never been uttered. Joe nailed the porn star. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Joe got and so and wait a second. Put that back. You you go no, back no, to the no, drummer. No. I'm only. This isn't being recorded, so I'm only going to put it up for so long. All right. I'll. Uh, the funny thing you is, can text yeah. me the name later. Yeah. it doesn't why do you need it's emailing anyway the other two the other two women both drummers i got three drummers and a porn star see you gotta which, use which the opposite baby metal none baby none. metal because baby metal is not a band it's not an act where the uh, the where the uh the women play instruments they just sing just saying they they're sing like, like god they're the they're the menudo of uh, japanese metal band yeah I mean, I mean, but these like these, you know, you know, they're like actually hard, pretty hardcore, you know, uh, drummers. Once again, they're freaking, you know, doing that stupid ads. But if you. Hey, I'm watching that. I know. Right. <laughs> but I mean, we're talking. This is the kind of drumming that comes out of this. Wow. Hell uh, yeah. You know, letter D. Hell yeah. D for drums. So, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, Marina, the uh, drummer from Aldius. Thank you very much. Aldius. You're welcome. All right, Joe, what are you watching these days? I'm watching uh, C's movie, by the way. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> what am I watching? What am I watching? Well, I mean, I was catching up on a lot of Norm MacDonald stuff recently. Um, I'm actually taking uh, my first, well, actually, a couple of things. One, Head of the Class is on HBO Max. I guess they're doing a reboot of Head of the Class. If you don't remember that show, that's the 80s show with Howard Hesseman as a, oh, an English follow-up to right. WKRP. Yeah, late 80s. Um, and uh, it's about him and a, like a, 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 as a high school teacher of like a, an, a, um, like a smart kids class. You know, like it's just the, he does, he teaches history. But um, yeah, like that's like a, I guess getting a reboot and, you know, that's of our generation and my wife and, and my generation, you know, I was like in, I wasn't in high school when I came out, but that was the, the launch pad for not only Robin Gibbons, but also um, Dan Schneider. Oh. Do you know, do you know mm. Dan Schneider? He played Dennis. He was the fat guy um, on that show. He was the Norman Lear of uh, Nickelodeon shows. He like invented like iCarly and yes, all yes. of those. Wow. Yeah. 
So he like in like Harvey Danger or something like that, like all those Nickelodeon shows from like the late 2000s or whatever yeah. it was. So that's the jerk that I get to thank for all the crappy TV I had to watch while my child was growing yes. up. Oh, I, we loved iCarly. iCarly is actually pretty good. That girl is, uh, I, and now she's obviously a grown woman now, but you know. Yeah, really, sure, they, she's actually really good. The they brought that, that back. It was great. Yeah. yeah but uh, so anyways, we're watching reruns ahead of the class, which is actually kind of a, you know, it's an OK show. It wasn't as like cheesy or bad as I remembered it to be. But um, I'm also trying again to uh, watch for the first time ever. The Sopranos. Oh, mm. never seen the Sopranos like properly. You know, like I see clips and stuff, but I've never actually got into The Sopranos when it was first run. And now now that it's officially retro because it's a 1999 <laughs> show, yep. I'm actually diving into that. So I'm it's old enough Sopranos. to watch. Right. And then I think I, now that Michael K. Williams, rest in peace, is gone, I'll, I'll watch The Wire. Yeah, okay. And, then, you know, so that's, you know, one of the. One of the many things I'm there's like grown up shows. What about you, Biff? What do you what do you waste your no, time? With? I was I was thinking about going back, you know, similar to what you're doing, but you know, like uh, I did watch stretches of Dexter, but I was thinking oh. I should kind of go back and because I think they're re, uh, redoing, uh, they're restarting Dexter again. They are. So I was thinking, you know, maybe I should kind of go back and get that whole set. It's, it's all shot, and it was shot in Boston. Oh, mm. you know, as was Free Guy. A lot nice. of stuff is being produced in Boston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I've been watching um, the, uh, the game show channel a lot. Oh, you know, hey, so look, look at you. you know, like, hey, who plugged in the yeah, Christmas know, right? tree over there? Hey, look at you. I don't see so good. Is that Joe over there? <laughs> and I look, you know, I love it when, like, you know, I, I recently saw one of those, uh, uh, the Family Feuds, where uh, the person blurts out the answer, but there was a malfunction and two answered up, you know, that person's answer plus the next one came up at the same time is oh, I'm going to do a do over, <laughs> you know, <laughs> was that, uh, was it the Richard Dawson or that's the Richard Harvey? Dawson one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah those yeah. are, yeah. So yeah, that's by the way, uh, just a little programming note. I think those air really late in the day. Like, I don't, I think those will air like in the middle of the night. If I, cause I, I sometimes I'll, I'll leave on the game, the buzzer channel. Yeah. 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 And then like, I'll wake up at like three in the morning and I'm like, what the hell? Oh, what's, what's waking me up. And it's like, ding survey says ding. It's like, yeah, okay. it, it's, it's like 3 PM issue. So maybe it's during your dinner time or something like that. And that's why maybe you never oh, see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I've yeah. only, I've, I know that we run it like middle of the yeah. night. No, yeah. So maybe you know, I'm certainly middle of the night. I mean, yeah, I might be up at those hours, but yeah, like it's kind of like in the afternoon. So we get, I get the, nice. I actually get the uh, the match game, and then the Family Feud, and then we get the Family Feud match game par hour. I think those three in a row, kind of a thing. Oh so. yes, right. And, and Jacques, this is the most buzzard programming talk outside of the buzzard <laughs> offices. <laughs> yes. Well, and by what the way, they're talking they about. Yeah, they, they brought back a new, they're rerunning now a new game show on Buzzer called, it, it, this is a deep cut that nobody cares about. It's a yeah. game show called, Whew. it's it's spelled W-H-E-W, and it's a really dumbass game show, but they brought it back. It was like a late 70s thing. Check out, if you want to see a weird, hard yes. to follow, if you want to, <laughs> it's a weird, hard to follow. Yeah. I think it was produced by the same people who eventually did Press Your Luck. Okay. But um, Tom Kennedy's the host. Nobody knows who Tom Kennedy is, Joe, because you're the you only do. one who watches. Yeah, 
Yeah. And so and that's you know what, what matters. You will it too. Mat- yes, I will. Because you'll post it this week and I will <laughs> check it out. Anyway, so yeah, right. I'm with you, Biff. Uh, buzzer is good. Uh, it's a good thing to have. And I'm, I'm glad that there's a place for those old Absolutely. past 70s yeah. game shows. That and, you know, anything with, with like either Jim Perry or Burt Convy, those those old, you know, there's like, there's something about those old game show hosts that I don't, you know. Yeah. Super yeah. Password is funny. Yeah. And yeah. The Tattletales is funny with Burt yeah. Convy. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, to be honest, most a lot of those game shows are before my time, like the 70s shows, yeah. like I never seen um, Tattletales, you know, when I was a kid, because that wasn't on when I was a kid. Yeah. God bless you. Me, I'm watching Ted Lasso, of course, which yep. it's nice. just how is it getting better? And there's a character on that. I mean, between between the uh, Ted Lasso and the crown, I think those were the only Emmys given out. Like they got they gave one Emmy to and Conan. They gave Conan, one yeah. Emmy to Conan and his uh, cohorts. Well, on, we got a hell lot, right? On the right. No, but yeah, the, the Stephen Colbert thing with Conan, he was just Conan just killed the Emmys. Like he just awesome. He is right. just a from god. Him, yeah, like he was saluting the president of I guess the, the whole Emmys. time. He stood and saluted the whole time because the guy <laughs> yeah. kept looking over, like, what the hell's going on? Uh, but anyways, but Ted Lasso won so many Emmys. The guy who plays my favorite character, Roy, who is this curmudgeon, older player, um, and his character has grown so much, but hasn't changed at all. You know what I mean? So it's still great. Um, but I'm watching Brett, that. Brett Goldstein is the actor's name. And, and he has a podcast called, and who doesn't, called Movies You Should Be Buried With, uh, mm. which is which is a fun thing. Guy's a great comedy writer. Um, but I'm watching that. The Titans, of course, which is really dark and really great well dark for a comic book you know kind of tv show in the dc world uh like like killing characters main characters brutally like like graphically killing like oh this person has been in the titans for 20 oh i guess they're running the titans and the show is over uh, uh and they're like the walking dead them. right i mean that's the thing yes, with the walking yes. dead, where they you know. yep yeah. don't get too attached yeah i can tell my children and then i'm watching and I love everything, as you guys know. Ah, uh, what if the the reimagined what if? It's a series on Disney Plus Biff, where it's like it's an animated show, but it's all the voices from the people from the MCU. But it's like, what if Agent Carter took the super serum and not Steve Rogers? What if Chachala? was abducted by the Ravengers and not Peter Quill? You know what I mean? These reimagined. What if it's the spider bit the teacher? Right. It's, it's, you know, they haven't got to that one yet, but it's probably coming. But it's what like, if yeah. Chris Platt, what if Chris Pratt played Black Panther? Like, that's what, the right, question. Yeah, no, it's, hey, look, hey, if a mermaid can be black, why can't a white person play the Black Panther, man? I'll show myself. Oh, boy. I do want to actually be, I know that I'm not going to be on this podcast again for quite some time. So I do, I would be remiss if that. I didn't mention Don't say that. That I, I, how could I forget that I'm watching the uh, highest rated Hulu comedy of all time, Only Murders in the Building. How is that? Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. Yeah, it's, here it it's great. It's a great show. It is really well done. It's dry, it drops weekly on Tuesdays. I haven't watched the last episode, but, you know, uh, my wife and I are watching it together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we binge through the first, what, five weeks or so. 
but it's a really good show. And yeah. it's um, Martin Short is the best. He's like Steve Martin is funny. Selena Gomez is great. Martin Short is the best. Um, Nathan Lane's on the show as well. Sting. Oh, Nathan Lane is so good. Sold. Okay. Yeah. I think Martin Short is one of those guys that does, and he does so well in a kind of an un- un- ensemble setting, right? I think he's so much, when there's other people that he can, you know, feed off, if you, for lack of a better term, he just, I mean, he just makes that interaction so great, right? Yeah. That's- yeah. He's, he's definitely better when he's, when he's, he's like, he has to be zany against somebody else's. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't know the, the plot real quick, it's uh, a New York apartment building. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there are people who live in the building together that don't they're essentially strangers. But then through like some kind of chance meetings, they discover that they all like the same murder podcasts, mm. you know, like those true crime podcasts. But then there's an actual murder in the building. Okay. So then they start their own podcast. That's great. Okay. So enough. I, I will I will literally go upstairs and see if I can get management to watch a couple episodes this weekend with me. Joe, it has been a while since you've been on the podcast. Um, you know, we, we record every two weeks, so we won't be talking to you for two weeks. But in the <laughs> meantime, um, we have two weeks you know, of Joe. My 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 world has fallen apart. I don't know how to handle my children because you haven't been dropping parenting advice my way. So could you could you give us some parenting advice? Oh, me? Uh, well, I'm so glad you asked that, Jacques, because I am nothing if I'm not a, a, a very good father. So good that I impart wisdom uh, publicly on a podcast, but I'll be damned if I'm doing it for free. <laughs> Biff, what's your parenting tip of the week? Uh, you know, uh, my son started getting uh, started a, a real job. And, you know, the thing that I'm really trying to push him for is, um, you know, teach the kids to save early, especially when they're living in your house still. And so that essentially, you know, we're at this point where I told them, listen, take take a first few paychecks and, you know, you, this you, you're going to get money. You want to spend it and you haven't been spending. So, yeah, go ahead and spend the first few paychecks. But then essentially starting the next month, let's start kind of, you know, serious about a savings plan, moving stuff out of there so that number one, you know how to curtail your spending. And then number two, so that you guys actually have something that you can, you know, build on. So that's kind of, uh, you know, something that I failed to do as a, you know, as a young person. And I wish that, you know, he will not feel like I did. For me, uh, it's taken me a while. I've taken the boys truly around the globe, but we haven't seen things in our own backyard. And, uh, they don't like to do um, things. And so my parenting thing is just tell them to shut the fuck up, get in the car, and then take them to see the touristy things in your own backyard. You don't know. It might come up on a test. You know, you should know about the city that you live in, you know, the place that your parents from. Uh, you might accidentally learn something, and you never know when you're going to be in a, in a situation Maybe it's a game show. Maybe one day you'll be held up on the subway and somebody will ask you, you know, what was the biggest art heist in U.S. history? And you can say, <laughs> oh, that was at the Elizabeth Gardner Museum the day at hours at wee hours in the morning after a Saturday night, St. Patrick's Day in 1990. And uh, and it could save your life. 
So even though they're going to bitch and complain about things, you know, my wife now says the same thing. It's like, yeah, she bitched and complained, but you know, her dad took her to all these things and how much in her life it's came up like, oh yeah, I've done that. Oh, I've been there. Oh yeah. I know that fact because, you know, I got out of my fucking house and saw shit. So, uh, so as long as you're bigger than them and you can physically get in the car and take them places, you know, with the Muay Thai, then I, I got them into them. And, you know, my window might be shrinking, <laughs> you know, a hellscape of my own creation. But uh, but make them do shit is uh, is this my thing. And, and you know what? On that note, I'm done. The two of you can chat for a little bit. You can chat for a little <laughs> bit. You can chat for hours, but I'm going to let you guys wrap it up. Well, Biff, it's been a pleasure. Um... I, uh, I, I miss you guys. I, I really do. I do listen every week. Um, those podcasts though, with the music lists. Oh boy. Uh, oh, you know, I know. Right. I, there's some, yeah, you know, they're a little rough, little, some disagreements there. I do want to give Jacques a major thank you for dropping weird Al as a musical genius, because you know what? <laughs> you won that episode in my opinion. Um, I, uh, I'm glad that he got some representation there. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm very happy to not be talking publicly on a regular basis. <laughs> um, so, um, I, you know, I bid you a fond adieu and rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. If I hadn't said it already, rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. Uh, Biff, uh, take it away. Well, you know, I mean, I, I think it's it, so we definitely miss you. And I think the podcast is so much better when you were running the show, but and you know we obviously you have this whole on top of everything you did the you know the, the recording and the editing and all that stuff so um there's so much that you bring to the show that i could never ever um bring but you know don't forget
Come on.